Hey friend, welcome to the Sunday Morning Snuggle. My name is Beck. I'm a clinical psychologist, registrar and a Christian. My favorite thing in the whole world is stories. So I love, I love books. I love interviewing. I love learning how people got from A to B, even if on the outside of it, it looks ridiculous. I love all the nitty gritty. And so the internet just makes me tired right now. Join me as we chat to local Christian women about their joys and their struggles, how they came to trust in Christ and what they have learned through suffering. So, Ash, for people who don't know you, what does a typical week look like for you and what things make up your week? Yeah. Um, okay, so thanks for having me for your first podcast, Beth. I'm really excited <laughs> to break the ice. Um, no pressure. <laughs> so, yeah, so a typical week for me, I work full time um, and I've got two kids with the third one on the way. I wake up about five o'clock in the morning to Michael crying in his cot, wanting me to go in and pick him up. We get up, we do a morning flurry, make breakfast, get all the kids ready. And then, yeah, we, uh, me and my husband are out the door off to work. And then, yeah, we both do the full work day. Come home, we have our afternoon flurry where we get dinner ready, baths, bedtime, you know, help, help the kids get to sleep. And then, yeah, the weekends are filled with following up on all the things that we couldn't get done during the week. So it's a pretty crazy time. Pretty hectic. Pretty hectic, yeah. And for people good. who don't know you, how old are your kids? Um, Evelyn is five, Michael's 18 months, and little Tristan will be born next week. So he will probably be born by the time people listen to this. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty exciting, actually. That's very exciting. Okay, and your husband is? And my husband's Matt. Matt. Yeah. Brilliant. I love that we don't have to say how old Matt is either. No. No. He's- just children what are your are your current game changers so it might be a habit or a product a hack or a reframe of a way you look at a situation things that are making life easier or better I think the biggest game changer has been routine you know before we had kids we could do things at our own pace we could do what we wanted to do when we wanted to do it and then since the kids have joined our family there's a lot less time for us so mm. um the routine is what holds us together nice. so what would you say is your favorite part of the routine each day is there like a bit that you savor i guess it would depend what day you ask me the question but right now <laughs> right now my favorite thing is going in to see michael in the mornings and when he reaches up and gives me a, a huge hug in the mornings, I'm Aww. really lavishing that right now because the baby comes next week and after the C-section, I'm going to have a couple of weeks where I can't hold him and have those morning cuddles. So we're really just enjoying it right now. Yeah, that real like savouring, enjoying. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Tell me, how did you become a Christian? Well, I was baptised at Gosnells Baptist Church in November last year. But I think, you know, reflecting on it, I don't feel like I had this moment where I decided that I was going to, like, be a Christian and that was who I was going to 
you know, that was going to be my identity and that was who I was going to be. I feel like since, since I was really young, I've always had people around me in my peripheral who were Christians and who kept Jesus in my life to some extent. And then when I got to adulthood and had my own family, I just sort of really wanted that for us and for our family as well. So reconnecting with the church, you know, has, has just brought Jesus back into the forefront of my life. And has also, yeah, been really good for our family. My husband wasn't really a Christian like at all. And yeah, it's really just changed our lives, putting Jesus in the centre of our life and in the centre of, yeah, like everything that we, you know, appreciate. Yeah, like what do you reckon has been the biggest change you've noticed from that where you're like, okay, if Jesus is at the centre, if you're like, okay, I'll let you be first. Like, what have been the changes you've noticed, like, in yourself or your family? I think just realising that, you know, good things happen and bad things happen and knowing that, you know, God has a plan for all of it and he has his hand over everything, you know, has just really given, given me a level of contentment. You know, and just being really thankful as well. Like, you know, when, when I when I reflect and lay it out, it seems very clear that anything that we've been provided has been provided by God, you know. Some things you work very hard for and, and, and there's no fruit out of it. And then other things, you know, it's if it's the path that's laid out and, and what, what what God is, is wanting for your life, you know, you just have to be open for it. And, yeah, it just connects, I guess. That. so it's almost like being like having open hands yeah. like god might give this thing and if he does we're grateful for it but sometimes it doesn't come and kind of holding it loosely yeah yeah that's a really good way of summarizing it 100 percent. i like that yeah and that kind of corresponding contentment mm, mm. Yeah. it's like giving up that feeling of control you know of, of making your life a certain direction and just kind of submitting and, yeah, just saying, well, you know, it's not up to me and I'll just be grateful for whatever you give me and what you do give me, I'll, I'll make the most of it. I really like that. Yeah. That's one of the things, like, I really admire about you is just that sense of, like, being faithful where you are. Yeah, you're really like, okay, God, this is where I am. How can I be faithful here today? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so similarly, like, what are you doing when you feel most like yourself? Like, this is what I was made to do, or what makes you feel the most alive? Mm. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it's interesting, because I think that has actually changed with with the years. So pre-family, pre-kids, um, I used to love reading, you know, English literature, philosophy, you know, writing up short stories and yeah, just really anything that was intellectually creative. And then since having kids, I don't really have a lot of time Mm. to do those things now, especially just, you know, getting up, going to work, coming home, doing chores. It starts to seem a bit, bit monotonous. But one thing that I think I've been really grateful for is that that ability to reframe where you're at in life and 
I used to get really bogged down with having to do the chores and look after the kids and sort of thinking, where is my life going? Like, mm. you know, what what is the point of all this? But now, like, I find, you know, a, a huge sense of, yeah, just contentment in doing the simple things, you know, putting the kids to bed, reading them a story, and, you know, even just serving up a nice dinner, you know. It's rewarding in of itself and just sort of, yeah, although they weren't things that came naturally to me before, that's where I am and that's, yeah, just yeah. what you sort of come come to peace with and, and just start enjoying it. It took a while for me to get there, but, yeah, I think in having a family, like I've developed some new skills that I probably wouldn't have had Yeah, before. and like that ability to find like appreciation now. Yeah, like I can enjoy what I'm doing today and not worrying about like what I used to do in the past or what I might be doing in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, the same with like kind of what you said at the start with Michael and just being like, I really enjoy seeing him in his cot putting his arms up for me in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Who is someone who's encouraged or inspired you in your Christian walk and why? Mm. Oh, wow. So many people. Um, people that we've met at Gosnells Baptist Church particularly, you know, people who have welcomed us into the church, you know, our growth group being, yeah, really paramount in helping us, uh, you know, helping our family to um, sort of delve into the Bible a bit more. But I'd say probably like the key person being my nan and my family friends back home who were our next door neighbours when I was back in Melbourne and they were like really the two key people who stayed in my peripheral through my life having them as Christian role models and yeah just knowing that that they were there I guess yeah like what is it about your nan that sticks out for you like when you think back about your nan in Mm. younger years Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, so I used to go to church with my nan up until probably I was about 12. And it used to be a special time between me and her. And yeah, my brother didn't go to church. It was just me and nan and we'd go every week. And one thing that really sticks out for me is just like how, how much she used to give of herself, you know, she would always be giving her time for the church and Mm. she would also drop home one of her friends what's her name mrs downs that was her name she was very very old she was extremely (laughs) old and we used to drive mrs downs home after church every day and nana and mrs downs would sit in the car talking for about half an hour and i would politely be in the back waiting until it was time to go home but that's something that really sticks out for me is just yeah just the, the kindness and the time that my nana gave to people. And then Mrs. Downs passed away and Mrs. Downs turned into Nancy and then Nana took Nancy home every week after church. So, yeah. I had a really moment kind. where I was like, Mrs. Downs was Nancy? But then I was like, followed what you were saying, like your nan found someone she else. Yeah. Someone else. yeah. She was like, there's a seat yeah. in my car. Who can I? Like she looked out for people that she could serve or, had, or who had a need. Yeah. Yeah, there's a real, yeah, that generosity of spirit, that like that way of looking at the world that's mm-hmm. not really looking inward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
And even now, like, Nana is, you know, nearing her end of days and, you know, she's just been really positive and, you know, she's said, like, you know, she's she's looking forward to seeing Jesus and, you know, there's a level of contentment even in her, even in her last days. It's really nice. Yeah. Like, I used to know Sally Stark. Oh, she's great. And she said, like, beautiful little old ladies don't just happen. <laughs> like, you know, and I think it's really easy to roll downhill and become like a grumpy, cynical, very bitter yeah. old lady. But yeah, isn't that beautiful that even though so much is falling away for your nan, yeah. that she's got this contentment amidst all that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really beautiful. And you said your neighbour, like what sticks out for you about your neighbour growing up? Mm. So my neighbours, um, their family was, um, yeah, Christian, Protestant Christian and yeah, we're regular churchgoers, paid in youth group, yeah, just part of the church. And, you know, they would invite me to different church events. I remember, you know, a few occasions that stick out um, where I'd go to a sermon with them. And I also learnt to play the flute through their church. They did a free... What? I did yeah. not know this about you. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't play it very well, but I can play it. Play more instruments um, than me. But, yeah, just a lot of um, outreach opportunities through through my neighbours. And, yeah, I think one of the things that really stood out for me with a lot of the, the Christian sort of, you know, peripherals that I had growing up is that nobody made you feel like there was a right way or a wrong way. It was like, we're just here. This is how we do things. We're not pushing you to think anything or believe what we believe, but, yeah. you know, we're just here for you. And, you know, I think just moving through life and always having that there to some extent, yeah, can really help to guide you later on. I love that you say that, that, like, the memories that stick out for you are not they had the right theological answer or they said everything right, but just that strong sense of, like, these people are there for me and they're not judging, but they're like, this is why. Like, there was a reason why they were different and that they were just very, like, there was a reliability there that didn't seem to be everywhere else. Yeah, 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 100%, 100%. And, you know, when I think about, you know, Jesus and the New Testament and stuff like that, you know, he, he didn't really go out and tell everyone, like, this is what you have to think, this is what you have to do. Like, he really, you know, demonstrated it through his actions and through parables, and it was very peripheral. You kind of had to come to that, you know, you had to come to him yourself. He didn't force anyone to bend their knee, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a really nice way to come into Christianity. I think, yeah, that's just... Yeah, really beautiful. Mm. Okay. So what is something that God has taught you through a hard season or suffering that you don't think you would have learned otherwise? You know, there's days where it's hard. There's days where it's monotonous. There's days where you think, you know, what's the point? Why am I, like, why am I here? Mm. Um, And I think broad brush, having, I guess, delved into the Bible a bit more and, and learning about Jesus and you know the sacrifice that God has made for us through him it just brings a lot more richness to your life when life's going well and also when it's not going well yeah so there's 
like something to, more to draw on yeah you just just knowing that you know you're part of god's family and he has adopted you through christ you know you're not alone um mm. and it's not meaningless yeah 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 i think yeah when we suffer like we're tempted to think like i'm the only one or like i'm absolutely on my own or there's no point to any of this like yeah my 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 suffering is like pointless but i love how you pointed out like yeah all of those things aren't true in christ yeah 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 sweet okay so what's a word of encouragement you can offer to someone who's listening to this who might be walking through a hard season oh i wish that i had all the answers but what how do you how do you not know everything (laughs) i wish i had really good advice but honestly i would just say you know just pray if you don't pray and it doesn't come naturally like i get it because that didn't come naturally to me and it feels you know sometimes it can feel a little bit silly you know um you know what do i pray for how do i pray Mm. my advice would be to just find a quiet moment and just pray and god will listen and yeah and he, he will listen you know you might you might not get exactly what you want but he will listen and he knows what's best for you and come to him really empty and 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 just put all your faith in him and know that he loves you that's that's the best thing to do you just pray i love that i love that you're like now here is a three-point plan to stop the boats or here's like a three-point plan (laughs) to like you know to live your best prayer life now well that's the thing Beck. like i listen to other people pray and I still get really nervous when I have to pray in a group setting. So I'm like, my prayers sound so different to everyone else's. But, you know, God doesn't judge you for how you pray. He just um, wants you to, yeah, talk to him and, and just yeah. just uh, put your trust and your faith in him. And, yeah, just do, do it in the way that works for you. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah, it's, yeah, that hard attitude is like, you know, a small child. Like, I can go talk to my parents. Yeah. Yeah. That's really lovely. Well, you did great. Uh, is there anyone you would like to nominate for this next? Oh, um, yeah. I will nominate Colleen. Hey. I will ask Colleen her. Gethin. Colleen Gethin. I will ask her. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining us, friends. You can join us in the Substack discussion thread after the show. The link is in the show notes. If you would like to support the podcast, we'd be grateful if you could share it with a friend or if you could give us a review in Spotify or Apple. And you can sign up for the monthly Sunday morning snuggle newsletter with essays, curated fun links, and a podcast at the Sunday Morning Snuggle.substack.com.